Hello, and welcome to Hope Church. We're a local church with chill style, real faith, and no perfect people allowed. Thanks for checking out our podcast. This is a message from our SoCal location in the Santa Cruz, California area. We hope this message is encouraging. If you live near either of our locations, we'd love to have you join us for one of our many Sunday services. Amen. Amen. What's up, you guys? Good morning. Welcome to Hope Church. My name is Danny. I'm excited to be here with you guys. You know, we've been praying for rain here in Santa Cruz, and so we thought, you know what? Let What better way to bring the rain than to bring our friend from Portland, Oregon, Joe Gruber. He's here with us. So I, I just got to say a little something here about Joe, you know. He was praying for me. I want you to know, you guys know, like four and a half years, I was eating on the vegan lifestyle. I was going plant-based, and he prayed he prayed continuously, and he persevered. He kept putting the, he would like, we would go to like lunch, and he'd like order a side of bacon and just put it in front of him, and then like, and like fan it in my face. But I want you to know that I, maybe this, this may, you may be happy to hear this, maybe not, but just the other day, we went to In-N-Out Burger together, and it was like, it was like Holy Communion once again. <laughs> All joking aside, this guy, man, you guys know, some of you guys know Joe. If you don't know Joe, you got, you're going to get to know Joe today, and I'm excited that you get to know him because he is a dear friend, um, you know, for many years. We've, we've known each other for a long time and been through a lot together. And, uh, you know, one of the, the purposes of our church here, you know, we're called to reach people with hope. Amen? We're called to restore people to freedom. But also, we want to release people to their purpose. And sometimes that means here locally, and sometimes that means God's going to send us, right? Like we were sent ones to Santa Cruz. Like I never felt home anywhere I lived until God sent me to Santa Cruz to plant a church, I don't know, 2010. And it's like, it's, it's hard. Like it's wonderful, it's amazing, but there's also some, like some grief and some sadness. And we've experienced that as friends. Like we're like, we love hanging out together, but God called Joe to Portland, Oregon. I mean, there's, there, like, because of their obedience and their sacrifice to go there, they accidentally planted two churches. If you didn't know about this, it's kind of cool. He doesn't really brag about it, but they, they, because it was planting in the pandemic in Portland, Oregon, they planted an online community that's reaching hundreds of people around the world called Mess Halls. You can be a part of it, Mess Halls. Uh, just search it. Um, and then also they planted All City Church, in Portland, Oregon, with the vision to plant a church in all, like, how many of you guys know all cities need the church, right? Need Jesus, and we want to reach all the city. It's such a beautiful vision. God is using them powerfully to reach hundreds of people, uh, restore lives, reach people with hope, release people to their purpose in Portland and, and around the world. And so, can we just, I just respect you so much. I love you so much, Joe. Can we give a huge hope welcome to Joe Gruber? Come on. Love you, bro. All right. I got to handle some business, take this down. Most of you who do know me know that I, I move. That's why I'm holding a handheld microphone to hold my hands accountable, right? If I had one of those, no, nah, that ain't going to work. But um, yeah, I, 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 I'm humbled to be back home. Uh, this feels like, for me and Katrina, it feels like we get to come home occasionally. And 
And the reason why we feel like it's home is because of you guys. And even some of you tuning in online that weren't able to make it, uh, we have so many just great, great relationships that it's actually stressful because when we come back home, we want to connect with so many people, and and we just can't. Like we just you know only have three days. And uh, the first day we we flew into San Jose, uh, got in around midnight into town, and the very first day me and Danny went out to a conference. And and I love one of his expressions. You know this. Uh, you know this if you've been around Danny long enough. You know it says give him heaven, right? Give him heaven. And he gave me heaven. We went to In and Out, and it was like it was. It was amazing. Heaven in a bun. You guys know it's all good. If it has John 3.16 on the cup, it must be from God. But it was, it was really good. It, it's, it's just such a, it's such a privilege and a joy to be able to be here. And Danny, as mentioned, I've known Danny. We've known each other, gosh, I don't even know, 30 years maybe. 30 years, which makes me old. For those of you who don't know who I am, uh, I've been married 28 years to my half Italian, half Mexican, spicy mama. She fine like that. And um, yeah, we, I know you guys are trying to do the math and everything because I look so young. And, and um, yeah, I got married when I was 13. So just uh, we'll, we'll go with that. But it really is good to be here uh, with you, and, and I love that I get to come up. So thankful that I get to come up uh, a couple of times per year. But we're in uh, a series, right? Second week. I have the privilege of being here in the second week of a series uh, called Gifted, and I'm looking around, and I'm just looking at a bunch of gifted, extremely valuable, just gifted people. You're created in God's image, and I know so many of you, and and I've had the privilege for five years of being in Santa Cruz to see uh, just how gifted you are, and that you are contributing to the body of Christ, and more than that, that you're contributing to the community that you're in here, um, and, and it's, it's amazing. And how many of you love receiving gifts? Anybody love receiving gifts? Really? Only one of you? Really? Really? I was like, come on, you guys. Like, coffee has not set in. One person is honest. I don't know. Like, or, or maybe you guys are just so generous that you just give gifts and you don't ever love to receive them. That's not you. You love to receive gifts, right? Come on. A little, a little more noise in the house. Come on. Act awake here, right? Um, and then also, too, how many of you love to give gifts? You love to give gifts, right? Is it more blessed to give? give, right, than receive. And that's true too, right? As much as I love receiving gifts, I really genuinely do. I love it. I love Christmas comes and there's, there's presents under the tree and I, and I love to look around and I look to see the, which one's got my name on it, right? And then I also love to be the, the giver. Like we have a daughter, Lauren, and, and I just remember even uh, just always being able to give her gifts, right? Isn't that isn't, we have a giving Father, I, I, that scripture, it, it kind of, that one where he says, hey, he says, you being evil dads, right? He's just, in other words, broken. Are you, we're all broken. We're all flawed. We all fall short of the glory of God, the standard that he would have for us, right? We're, we're all on the journey and everybody's at a different place and, right? And, 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 and even God says this, even evil parents or broken parents know to have good gifts, know how to really give good gifts to their kids. How much more does our loving Heavenly Father know 
how to give good gifts to us. Amen? Like we, we, we freely receive. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, and we freely receive from this incredibly merciful, gracious, loving, generous God. And then we have the, uh, we have the opportunity to be able to, to, to give out, right? And, and, and it feels so good to be able to, to give. And it's really lining up with God's heart because if we're created in his image and he's a giver, then, then he's created us to be givers as well. And, and he loves to not only give, but he loves for us to be able to receive. I remember uh, a traumatizing Christmas. I think we all have just whatever, different Christmases that are probably uh, good and bad. And, and I remember this one. I was 16 years old. I'm going to take it way back. We're going to go into the archives for a minute. And, and I remember I was at, everybody's got a, a, a weird uncle in the family, right? Uh, I had a weird uncle. Um, I won't mention his name just, just in case he's tuning in online unless he remembers he might he should because um, it was sinful what he did to this 16 year old boy I was opening presents and and a lot of the presents were pretty whack already because uh, my dad and my stepmom gave me a robe like what is a what is a 16 year old kid gonna do with a robe like we're already off to a bad start through the loom through uh, the loom underwear which I was more of a boxer dude anyway like they're just so disconnected from their son um, and and socks like those are just those are just standard things that you get like throughout the year you don't wrap those things up in during Christmas for working out my therapy with you guys. But my strange uncle, after I'm opening all these presents, I'm t it's just completely anticlimactic. It's just whack. And I'm, I'm thinking, gosh, there's got to be something good that's going to come out of this Christmas. And, and, and so I open the last gift, uh, the last gift. It was the smallest gift, but it was the last gift. And I open it up, and it was an incredible Hulk washcloth. And not only was it an incredible Hulk washcloth, it was a glove incredible Hulk washcloth. What is a 16-year-old, almost man, going to do with an incredible Hulk glove washcloth? You might as well have given me a lump of coal. I would have preferred the lump of coal. I would have figured out something to do with that. I mean, come on, 16-year-old, I'm a skater. I don't even take showers anyway. What am I going to do, right? Not cool, not cool. Still in counseling, not cool. This teaching series that we're talking about, just gifted, it's, it's really amazing because, because God is so generous, and he is not giving out washcloths. He's, he's, he's gifted each one of us in here uniquely. And it's amazing when we get to know each other. It's amazing. I love even that, that Danny was talking about, yeah, tuning in online. So super thankful. And a lot of people tune in line, tune in online for a variety of different reasons. But there's something special, right, about when we gather. In fact, God says, hey, don't forsake the gathering of the people of God. This is the, the habit of some and preceding that in the book of Hebrews, it really talks about the, the emphasis and the reason and the posture of our heart is that we would spur each other on to love and good deeds. And so like right now in this moment, we get to gather and we get to spur each other on to love and good deeds. And last week, you guys talked about motivational gifts and, 
And this week, we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. Next week, equipping gifts. But the main theme scripture that we have uh, for this series is in Romans chapter 12. And if you have your Bibles, you can go there. Um, If not, you can look on the screen. It says this. It says, therefore, I urge you. Love that. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. Anybody here received God's mercy? To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing. Holy means set apart, set apart and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Don't conform to the pattern of this world, right? The, the systems, the structure, just, the, just everything that's not good in the world. Like, let's not conform to the pattern of this world, but let's be transformed by the renewing of our minds, then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is. God has a will for you. His good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. So good to get to know the Father. And as we do, we get to understand his good and his pleasing and his perfect will. And as we get to know Jesus, it's, it becomes, now I'm not saying life becomes easy. Jesus said, hey, in this, li- in this life, you're going to experience much trouble, right? But take heart, I've overcome the world. So life is never going to be easy this side of heaven, this side of in and out. It's just not going to be easy, right? And so, 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 we, so we, he, we're urged, right, in view of God's mercy, as we develop and cultivate a relationship with God to offer up our bodies, our lives, everything submitted and yielded to God, right? That, we, that, we're, that we're walking in his ways, we're, we're growing in his character, we're becoming more and more like him. I love Max Lucado, and I quote this often. It says, God loves you right where you're at. doesn't matter what you did yesterday. It doesn't matter what you didn't do yesterday. It's just right there in the shape of where you're at in life right now, the good, the bad, everywhere in between. He loves you right now. There's nothing that you can do that will separate you from the love that's found in Christ Jesus, but he loves you too much to keep you that way. He wants to make you like his son. Because when you do that, when we do that, when we experience that life with following Jesus, we experience what what Jesus said, the fullness of life, right? Fullness of life. And so the theme scripture right, for this teaching here this Sunday is found in 1 Corinthians 12. And I'm going to read through and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Starting in verse 1, it says this. There's different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit working through you, he manifests, he shows himself, he shows himself through you, is given for the common good. Notice that, the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To to another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And and still, to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of of one 
and the same spirit, and he distributes, again, here he is, he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Don't you love that? Don't you love that, that there's gifts available for each one of us? And don't you love that, that he distributes them one to another for the common good? I look, as I was looking just through these, these couple of portions of Scripture, I, I notice a few things. And if you're a note taker, I encourage you to take notes. Um, if not, that's cool too. Uh, maybe God will help you remember them. Um, but the first thing is, is that I notice is God designs. It doesn't really take a lot to look and see that God is a designer, right? Not only does he design you, not only is there, is there an architect, a creator, etc., but, but he specifically, in context here, he designs spiritual gifts. Like there are specific gifts that he designed that are to be distributed to you and through you for the common good. And, and look at even just the way that we're designed as people, right? I just mentioned that earlier, that we're created in the image of God. Psalm 139, 13 says that God created your inmost being. He knit you together in your mother's womb. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Some of you need to hear that today. You need to hear that no matter what you're going through, that you're wonderfully made, that God loves you so much that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that you were created in God's image. It's amazing how people, I know there's scripture that says, hey, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. I found that most of the people that I know think of themselves a little more lowly than they should. And if that's you today and you're thinking of yourself too lowly, I want to encourage you to line up with God's word of what he says about you. Ephesians 2.10 declares that you are God's handiwork. You're his masterpiece. The Greek word is poema. Like you're his poem created in Christ. You're created by him and for him to have a relationship with him and to do good works. Like you were created to do good works. And not only that, but those good works he created in advance for you and I to do. Like there's specific things that God, before you were ever even born, that he designed, that he created for you to do. That doesn't describe a God that is incredibly generous, if that doesn't describe a God, a designer, an architect, a creator that's intentional, I don't know what does. And I want to step, I don't know about you, but I want to step into every single one of the works that God has for me. Because how many of you have been used by God? Even if it's just once, if you've been used by God once, it's awesome to be able to be used by God, to be able to bless somebody for the common good. And some of these works, some of these works that God's designed for you to walk in to, to, to do are involved this, these gifts of the Spirit, these, these gifts that, that God's designed for us. So let's go through those real quick. I just We don't have time to really expound on them a lot, but I just want to go through them one by one. Uh, there's nine that are listed. I've personally believe that there's more that God is hard to limit God to just nine gifts but uh, but there are nine that are mentioned right here uh, in this portion of scripture the first one is word of wisdom a word of supernatural insight in a given situation that's what that is in 
And sometimes <laughs> we run into people and we're like, man, I really wish that uh, that was operating in you right now because you're not wise. You know what I'm saying? I've been there. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there? Have you made any decisions that, hey, like, I just, that was not a wise decision. If I could get a mulligan, like hindsight, little clear vision, I look back, I'm like, eh, do that again, right? But a supernatural insight in a given situation. What about a word of knowledge, a word of supernatural knowledge in a given situation? I'll give you an example. We have at All City, we have this ministry called Good in the Hood. And in Portland, the, the houseless situation, just the homelessness is, is running rampant. Um, it's, it's everywhere. In fact, they're coming in uh, from everywhere, too, just because there's a lot of nonprofits that really uh, are there to help, et cetera. And, and, and we know that Jesus is the answer for every single person, every single human soul. Um, but, but there's this, we have this ministry called Good in the Hood, and we just go out, a bunch of skateboarders go out on, on backpack with backpacks, and we just stuff them full of water and socks and uh, hygiene type of things. We have pancakes, too. We stole pancakes from Hope Church. Like, our DNA is all about pancakes, and so we eat breakfast uh, together just like you guys do here um, on a Sunday morning, and with the leftover pancakes, we, we, we take them, and we have some, some sweet uh, older ladies that go in and make peanut butter and jelly pancake sandwiches. They're legit. Word is getting out on the streets. It's amazing. We go, and we, and we just hang out. We, we talk to them. And we love, and, and it really the whole purpose of, uh, of it is to, to, to make friends. We call them our outdoor friends. We don't even call them homeless. We just want to make friendships, and we want to love them and serve them just right where they're at because we feel like that's what Jesus would do. And so uh, I was out, and we, we had a team, and there was uh, somebody that was on the team. And, and as we're distributing these things, we, we ask her, say, hey, is there anything that we can do to pray for you? And most of the time, 95% of the time, they want prayer. Regardless of where they're at in their faith journey, they're just like, I, I could use some prayer. And so we, we prayed for them. And, and this one team member was, it was a, I won't mention her name, one of our outdoor friends, but one of our team members uh, just had a, a word of knowledge. And, and that word of knowledge was that, that th there's no way in the world that this person would have known this outside of the Holy Spirit and this gift operating in and through this person. And, and after the prayer, this person just said, hey, is, by any chance is your favorite color pink? So that's what the Lord told this person. And she looked, she looked at him and he said, yeah, how do you know that? And, well, um, I just felt like, like God wanted me to know that, and, and he also showed me something else. And, and this is the, the picture, the, the picture that this team member had, that there was a picture of a, a two-year-old, three-year-old uh, little girl that had a pink dress that was, that was playing in a field, just careless, just loving life, doing, you know, cartwheels and just dancing. And, and as he started sharing this, she started weeping. What he didn't know, clearly the Holy Spirit knows everything about you, everything about this, this lady, was that that was her. And not only was that her, she was too old to remember that moment, but her mom was a painter. She was an artist, and she painted that picture. And before she passed away, gave that picture to this lady. 
And what further was then now the Holy Spirit continues to speak, and this guy says, hey, you blame yourself for your mom's death, and because of that, you walked away from Jesus because you used to have a relationship with him, and she's gutted. She's just gutted, you know, just, just gutted. In that moment, through a gift from the Holy Spirit, through somebody, just, just changed her life. She gave her life back to Jesus in that moment. Um, that is an example right there of a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge, right? And, and God wants to give those gifts to you so they can work through you to be able to bless people. Right? It's not about uh, sitting down on, on Christmas, and, and it's not about gifts for ourselves. It's, it's so crazy uh, how, God, how generous God is, that he gives us these gifts, and it's so awesome to be able to see those gifts operate through us. Not, and, and, and there's nothing to brag about, right? Like, that leader had nothing to brag about. There's nothing to brag about. That's knowledge. That's wisdom that he did not have, that God clearly has and operated through, right? Like you can't walk away. You walk away doing cartwheels because God used you, but you don't walk away uh, bragging because God used you, right? It's amazing the way that God works. The gift of faith, the supernatural belief in what might otherwise be improbable anybody ever just had a just a dose of faith and you're just walking in faith faith is being sure of things hoped for certain of things not yet seen according to hebrews 11 1 and there's there's times where i feel like i have no faith and then there's times where i feel like i have i have a lot of faith and then everywhere in between anybody with me on that tuning in online maybe you're experiencing a little lack of faith right now this is a a supernatural infusion of faith for a given situation gift of healing a supernatural gift for seeing healing through prayer it's awesome when Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was healing back then. He's healing today. He's healing tomorrow. He's, gonna, he's a healer. He loves to heal people. And sometimes the, the, the Holy Spirit will give somebody a gift of healing that when you lay your hands or you just pray for somebody, that person gets healed. I remember when I was in youth ministry and there was this, this one kid and he was he was probably about 17 years old, and he was the, he was the, troubled, the troubled kid. You always got, you got a weird uncle in the family. You always got a troubled kid in the youth group, right? He was there for all the wrong reasons, but he was there, and we loved him. And we just were trying to serve him and just show him, show him Jesus. And one day, right before uh, the service started, the youth service, youth service with worship and teaching, all that kind of stuff. Like a, it's like a youth version of this. He's on his bike and, and some just wasn't paying attention, flipped over the bars, broke his arm, compound fracture, just bones sticking out, blood everywhere. I know, gory, totally. And one of the leaders went over there and, and the actual the actual youth pastor to say, hey, can you take care of this? Um, and, and really what he meant in that moment was, was hey, I, I'm busy right now. i got to get the service started, et cetera. Uh, asked one of these leaders and said, hey, will you take care of this, uh, a.k.a. call his mom? Like, let's, like, take care of this, right? Which is normal. That's, that's totally the, the right thing. The normal thing to do is, like, we got to call moms. Like, this is a situation. His bone's popping out and he needs to get to ER. 
Instead, this gift of faith was operating through this leader. And, and, and the Lord spoke to him and just said, hey, pray for him. This kid's obviously freaking out. Would you freak out if your bone was popped out? Yeah, I would too. He's freaking out, just no, no peace, just uh, complete fear and anxiety. And, and so he goes over there, and he, he just before, his bike's just all on the ground. Just, it's a mess. And he just goes over there, and he lays his hand uh, just kind of just near his arm. And he just prayed. And he had this bold, bold as a lion, just courageous, just mountain-moving, shaking, earth-shaking prayer. He believed that God wanted to heal him. And what happened next was the peace of God that surpasses all understanding did something in that moment where it was almost like you could see the Holy Spirit just come and just bring him peace. Anybody been in that situation where you got, it feels like the walls are closing in, everything, uh, everything in your life seems like it's just going south, right? And God's peace just, just comes, right? The Prince of Peace, Jesus, he offers peace. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, right? Instead of anxiety, instead of fear. And so that happened, but the leader's just like, what? But, but, but the arm still <laughs> broke off. Like, peace, great. What about the arm, eh? And all of a sudden, this kid picks up his bike, and he starts walking to the, to the office. He's going to put the bike in the office. And so, and, and the leader's just standing there. And the leader's just like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm going to go put my bike in the office and come worship. That was a miracle sign, and it'll make you wonder right there, because like, that kid didn't worship a minute of his life, right? Uh, I mean, that, that was strange. And so he's just standing there, and he kind of, whoa, and goes in, and he goes in, and, and, and this, this kid comes, and I, and I guess what Jesus decided to do in that little short trip that he's with his good arm walking his bike into the office and then on the way back to the auditorium is he decided to heal his arm completely heal. He comes back, and I know this is hard for some people to actually, uh, to, to wrap your brain around, and it, and it was for this leader as well, uh, but this leader had this supernatural gift of, of faith, right, and, and it's this gift of, of, of healing, and so, so this kid comes back, and, and the leader's standing there, and he's starting to worship. He's kind of confused, like, I didn't really take care of the, like, he's still trying to, you know, with one hand, he's worshiping Jesus, with the other, he's just kind of confused, like, I still need to probably take and this kid whole. Not only was his arm healed, there was no blood. And, and he didn't even go to the bathroom to clean the blood off. This is the Jesus that we serve. This is the Jesus of the scriptures. This is the Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Does it happen all the time? Do we have all the answers? Hey, why did we pray and it didn't happen? How many times have we prayed for somebody and there wasn't a miracle or whatever? Well, the gift, the spiritual gift sometimes of faith is operating. This gift of healing sometimes is operating. There's another gift. It's called the gift of miracles. 
a supernatural gift for seeing otherwise improbable results from prayer. <laughs> Maybe that was like a combo package, like, <laughs> right? One, two, three, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, the gift of miracles all showed up in that one moment. I don't, I don't know. Gift of prophecy is another, a word or insight of supernatural vision for our particular situation. I, I, just, I really, really believe with all my heart uh, that because every single one of us have the capacity to be able to hear God, uh, that, that, that we can listen in, we can tune in, right, to God. And God can give us a, a prophetic word for someone, an encouraging word. Like, that really is, New Testament prophecy is, is encouragement, it's edification, Right? How many of you have experienced that where there's like somebody that has been praying for you or talking to you or whatever, they're saying something to you that you know that they're just the delivery person. God is speaking through them and you walk away because you, you walk away just encouraged because you encountered God, right? It's for the common good, for the common good. God loves to be able to do that. He loves to be able to, to just to speak through you, Nicole, that, that, that he would use you, that you would hear uh, the voice of God and you just be the delivery, right? You just have a wrapped gift and, and this person gets to unwrap the gift and be encouraged, right? And all of us have the opportunity to be able to hear from God. Another one is discerning of spirits, supernatural insight into the spiritual motives or forces behind a set of circumstances. Sometimes you just... The Holy Spirit allows you to, you know, right? You only know what you, you know, and the Holy Spirit comes and says, I'm going to show you some additional things, like when it comes to uh, just spirits and things like that, and good and bad, right? Just what's going on. It's amazing. Gift of tongues, a spiritual gift to be able to speak in other languages. I remember this one time I was, I was down and uh, I was living in Alhambra. I was living in East LA and, and I was in this like little liquor, liquor store that had, they made sandwiches. They had a deli and, and I remember I was just waiting for my sandwich and there was, there was a, a Chinese couple that came in and I remember just, just trying to say hi to them and out of my mouth came Mandarin. <laughs> Whoa. They were, do you think they were more shocked or I was more shocked? I don't know. It, it would, I would love to try to figure that one out. But I spoke just, just, just really momentarily. I didn't say anything about Jesus. I didn't lead them to Jesus. I had nothing. Like, there was just that moment where God wanted to show me something about this spiritual gift. And, and so I just spoke to them just real briefly. And, it was, and I understood there was an interpretation of tongues too, a spiritual gift to be able to understand other languages. And, and I was tripping. This brother was tripping. I was like speaking in Mandarin, like, like, clearly, like, what is happening, and then, and then when they would speak Mandarin, I, I would understand what they were saying, and then when I tried to speak English, again, it, out came Mandarin, I was like, I don't know how to explain it, the Holy Spirit knows every single language in the world, that's the only way I could, it's the only way I could explain it, is that the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you, lives in me, and that same Spirit that has, has access to everybody, knows everybody's hearts, knows everybody's minds, knows everybody's language, all throughout the whole entire world, decided to give me just a sliver, just a little, little experience as to how amazing he is. And so I walked out of there just dumbfounded interpretation of tongues and 
The second point is not only does God design, God designed all of these, these gifts. He designed them, right? But he also aligns. He aligns. Look, listen to this. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. When we align ourselves with God, it's amazing what can happen in our life. When we align ourselves with God, when we truly submit and yield ourselves to him and follow him, right? The Bible says, hey, pick up your cross daily, follow him. When Jesus becomes more than a savior, but he also becomes your Lord, he also becomes the leader of your life. It's amazing how God can use you and, and use me. The first, first thing as far as alignment is obviously we got to know him, right? We got to we have an opportunity, an invitation that Jesus stand. He stood uh, for a lot of you, and I don't know exactly where all of you are at in your faith journey, but I just want to say this real quickly, that no matter where you're at, this is a safe place for you to be able to seek God and just to be able to, to explore truth around a bunch of people that, that will not judge you, but just love you and, and just do life with you and befriend you. But I remember that the first time that Jesus knocked on the door of my heart, I just, I, I remember, I remember it like it was yesterday, that I was far from him. I was not walking with him. I was not uh, believing in him at all. And, and, and he, was, he showed himself. He made himself real. And, and, and there's that scripture that, it said, that Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. And at that, in that moment, like I knew Jesus was knocking. He's like, I want in. I want a relationship with you. How many of you know we love him because he first loved us? How many of you know that we didn't choose him, he chose us? And maybe for some of you, whether it's online or even here now, you sense that. You sense that the Holy Spirit's doing something. That Jesus is in our midst where two or three gather in his name. He's in our midst. Jesus is the most important person in this room. And he's here. And I, I let him in, and he changed my life. I'm not perfect. How many of you, how many of you know that, that God said he's going to be faithful to complete the work that he started in you? And for all of us, for you, for me, he's going to be faithful to complete that work. But aligning is, is aligning with him. Aligning is, is aligning with the purpose that you were created for, God put eternity in the hearts of mankind. And some people would describe that as, a, as a, just a, a God-shaped void that only he can fill. Because he, you were created for him. You were created by him, but you were also created for him to have a relationship with God. And Jesus, I, I love that Jesus came to be able to restore us to a right relationship with the Father. It's proper alignment, right? God helps us to align. Have you ever had a car that was out of alignment? It's just like, it's the worst when you have a car and you're just, and you're just, you're just trying to drive and it just, it pulls to the left, it pulls to the right. If you were to let go of the wheel, you'd be in a ditch, right? God aligns us and Jesus is the one that helps us line up properly with the Father. He said, hey, I'm, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody goes to the Father except through me. He's the access point. In fact, it says, I love John 3, 16 and 17. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave. Here we are, another 
scripture about a generous God. He gives gifts, and this gift that he gave, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. What, what an amazing thing that the Father bankrupted heaven, just went all in and gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Look at even 17. We forget about that. We quote that one a lot. Uh, Tim Tebow owns that, you know, used to own that one on his, on his eyes and all that was great. But for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Guess what? He's not mad. God's not mad at you. He's not mad at the world. I mean, he, he, but to save the world through him. I love that. I love that. The last point before we close is that God assigns Look at that 1 Corinthians, getting back to that one. It says, there's different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them, right? And then even in the latter, it goes on to say, he distributes them to each one. Like he's the, not only the designer, not only is he the aligner, but, but he also assigns, he distributes those gifts as he sees fit. I'm so amazed by when I, when I do community with people, that's why, why community is so important. That's why what we're doing here is so important. That's why building relationships, like with, with Chris Matley, I, I love this man so much. And he has so many gifts that I covet. I just don't have. I just don't have. You don't want to see me get up there and do that. That's just not a good look at all. I will please Jesus sing my guts out and he will be like ah oh, this is awesome look at look at joe just worshiping his guts out but i didn't give him the gift of gift of sounding good i'll please the holy spirit but i'll quench yours <laughs> i love that he distributes gifts according to his wisdom according to his plan and it's amazing when we really start to understand how we're designed, when we understand who we are in Christ, and when we understand who Christ in, is in us. Because if you've given your life to Jesus, you are crucified with Christ. It's no longer you who live, but Christ lives in you. It's so good. Matthew 22, 37 through 39, talks about the, the greatest two commands. Jesus says, hey, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is all a part of uh, just God's assignment on our lives. It's the first and greatest command, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Be loved by God. Love God. Out of, the, out of that relationship, we love others. Amen? And then he goes on, and Jesus says in uh, Matthew 28, I love this, therefore go and make disciples. How many of you know these gifts are that he wants to give to us, that he wants to work through us, is on purpose for a mission, right? For us to be able to be on assignment, on mission. Yes, individually, but together as a family. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely, I love this promise, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Back to the Christmas tree. Picture, picture God. It's Christmas and there's, there's Christmas gifts and they're wrapped. And picture that, that there's gifts that he has designed for 
you, specifically for you. There's going to be times where it's going to be a one-off. I still haven't spoke Mandarin since. <laughs> I try. I tried to speak German. Like, like, yeah, it just doesn't work. But, but there are gifts that God has given me that, that, that I operate in consistently. And I know those are gifts that, that God's given to me. That he's right, the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. These are, are designed for me, but they're also designed for you. What are those gifts that are wrapped under the tree that, that you're excited when you wake up on Christmas morning and you're like, the Holy Spirit's got gifts for me, and you, and you oh, this one. And I don't know what those are for you. The best way for you to find out is to continue to cultivate a relationship with Jesus. 1 Corinthians 14.1, and we're going to close here. Follow the way of love. The context of all of this, when you really read, uh, when you read through, uh, just when you read through the book of uh, 1 Corinthians is love. It's love. The most important thing that, that we could ever uh, give our lives to. Like, God is love. He literally, he is love. And, and all of these gifts he gives to us, works through us, because he loves us and he loves people. That's the, that's the why behind it. And so he says, he says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit. I, I, I covet as much as I covet other people's gifts. And I was like, Lord, help me to just be thankful for the gifts that I have. But, but he's giving us a license. He's putting his endorsement on saying, hey, desire the gifts of the Spirit. That we actually are invited into this place of where we can get excited and look at the gifts under the tree. It's like, hey, what gifts do you have for me, Lord? I want spiritual gifts. He says it's okay. He's okay. It's more than okay. He invites us into that. So God designs. He's real intentional about designing. He's real intentional about aligning. And he's real intentional about assigning as well. And he has all of that. For you and me, for us individually and us together as a community. Amen. We hope this message encouraged you to take the next steps in your relationship with God. The cool thing is that you don't have to do it alone. There are a lot of ways to, you can get connected here at Hope. Not only do we want you to feel at home at Hope, we'd love to help you find a home. Please check out discoverhope.church and click connect or just email us at info at discoverhope.church. Lastly, we give everything we can away for free and rely 100% on volunteers and donations to support this ministry. If you'd like to give to the Mission of Hope Church, you can select the Give option on our website or text any amount to 831-800-2060. Thanks again for tuning in.